All right, so we're going live in three, two. What's up, folks, and welcome back to the Shitake Podcast. And a very special welcome, because it is our first ever sequel September. So, no, starting it was this not week, the first. We will be ha- it is the second, Wasn't man. Was that the first? No. It's what are you talking second? about? It is the second, man. Oh, my. <laughs> first. Yes, the smartphone one. We already did the smartphone okay, one l- last week. Oh my! <laughs> oh boy! Let's yeah, try that everything. Let's man. try that again. Oh no! <laughs> ah, goddamn! All right, all right, all right. Shut up, shut up, shut up, Going live in three, two. What's up, folks, and welcome back to the Shitake Podcast, and welcome to week two of Sequel September, where once again, <laughs> we're looking at shows that we have watched before, but we have not watched the second or subsequent seasons of, and uh, let's see how those are doing and how they're holding at the time. Uh, as always, welcome my co-host with me, Mamats, what's good? Oh no, it's the sun! It's the sun is burning me. Oh, it's okay now. Oh, All right. God. <laughs> that was terrible. That, that was terrible, sir. That was terrible. All right. So for those of you who don't know, this week we're doing a review of uh, Kimetsu. Was it Kimetsu no Yaiba? Kimetsu, I'm terrible with that. We'll just do the English title. Demon Slayer. We're doing Demon Slayer, <laughs> the Sword Village arc, not season three. Sword Village Okay. Arc, all right, um, whatever. Mm. But before we get into that, you know, whatever, we're just, we're just going to call it Sword Village Arc. Before we get into that, we have our question or article of the week that has been more and more lately. Uh, this one Mamats chose, and it is from CBR.com, and it is the 15 worst things about modern anime. And so the little subtitle is, though modern anime has made great strides, many new series have missed the mark. So we're going to look at this list and see if these really apply or if they're just blowing smoke and they don't know what they're talking about um as we've seen in a lot of these articles uh but we're just yeah. going to dive into this list real quick and uh and start seeing if uh if if this is true is this what's wrong with modern anime like what are the worst things going on so uh, all right let's dive in at number 15 animation studios are stretched too thin so it says, these days there are always a new place looking for more anime, with companies like Netflix and Crunchyroll commissioning their own projects along with traditional networks looking for their own content. There's simply too much anime. Fucking blasphemy. As a result, projects take too long or are having worse quality animation. Unfortunately, given how poorly animators are paid, there's no easy solution to the problem. Studios can't just stop producing as much anime as the reduction in cash could end them. Now, I will disagree with the thought with the thought that there is simply too much anime. I think there is too much subpar anime. Um, animators are poorly paid. Absolutely, we all know this. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yes, I do. I think, but I think this stretch too thin thing. This is not an anime specific problem. This is a problem with all media currently. Um, hell, look at just look at, yeah, got, just look at just look at Marvel. Just look at Marvel. 
Marvel movies. Well, yeah, you've got all these companies trying to crank out more and more product, more and more products, so they can get more and more money. Well, their mm-hmm. product can't be manufactured fast enough because it has to be made by human hands. Um, it's yep. not like you can just create a second factory and have the machines do the work for you. It just doesn't work that way. Um, I mean, not yet. Said, <laughs> well, not at all, at least in the States. Thank, mm-hmm. thank you, Copyright Office. Um, <laughs> in case you don't know, well, I can't speak for Mats because he's, he's not even from this country. But for me... I, of course, stand with the writers and the actors down in SoCal and Hollywood. Um, and the uh, copyright office uh, just basically made a major blow to studios. And they said, AI cannot be copywritten because human hands did not make it. So even if you wanted to use AI to try to replace writers, you couldn't do it because you couldn't copyright whatever you made. So it means that anyone could use it at this point. So... Of course, what is that? Uh, I think they, the, you're saying they're using the union strong. Um, but that to the side, back to the main topic, um, the the whole concept of uh, studios being stretched too thin, that stretches to all media markets, media, video games, yeah. movies, anime. Mm-hmm. They're all stretched too thin. There's too, they're trying to make, create too much with too few people with too little time. This even goes in. Actually, this even goes into non-media stuff. Like hell, when I worked in retail, thank God I got out. They were always reducing staff and expecting the remaining staff to pick up the slack. Like I can just do the job of five people. So they're going to learn the hard way. It doesn't work. And I do agree. This is definitely a problem because content suffers, um, quality suffers. You need to give people the time that they need to make good product. And I like honestly, I would be fine. If they took a year in between anime, um, you don't have to come out with an anime every season or every other season for um, for a show. Um, take the yes. time you need to make a good show. Like but, it, you, the, if the show is good, the fan base will be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only that, they are pumping out like the same kind of anime on and on again. You know, so. That is what well, but that's it means not by the lack problem. of quality or subpar anime, you know. Right, but that I don't think that has anything to do with being stretched too thin. That's a that's a cash grab issue. That's mm-hmm. we see that all the time. So there's this weird phenomenon here in the states. I can't comment, of course, about anywhere else because I don't live there. When I worked at Hollywood Video, rest in peace to Hollywood Video. Oh, um, <laughs> we would see this phenomenon happen every every time a big blockbuster was coming out. So when Frozen came out, there was a right before Frozen hit theaters, there was a movie called The Ice Princess that came out. And it was basically like a knockoff Frozen. Right before Transformers came out, they came out with a knockoff B movie called Transmorphers. Whenever they know that something is making money, they will create inferior copies of it that they can just crank out in hopes of getting a couple of dollars and just making it super cheap. I don't think that falls into the too thin category. That falls into the lack of quality issue. Because they're not trying to create something great and original on their own. They're just trying to piggyback off of somebody else's success. And, of course, fuck that noise. So, <laughs> Yeah, of course. All right. All stepping right. off the soapbox for this, step, for this particular one. Moving on to number 14. Mm-hmm. Remakes yeah. are becoming too common. I'm not even going to read the fucking paragraph. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop making remakes. And, again, this goes beyond just anime. This goes to all fucking media. Stop yeah. remaking old 
shit, make something new. If I have to see you butcher my childhood one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I mean, movie in particular, like like Ghostbusters, Power Rangers, you don't need all that, man. Oh. Uh, okay, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will say there are exceptions, and you listed two exceptions. Oh, uh, my. Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, no, Ghostbusters, the continuation um, with the little kids, I'm fine with that because you're continuing the story beyond what it was. You're not remaking it from scratch. Power mm. Rangers, eh. nah. I, I liked how it went a little bit. Like, no, no, I like how it went a little bit darker with the characters, like with the villains. But at the same time, it went way too fucking much with the power of friendship. Couldn't deal with that shit with the morphine grit and power of friendship, and it didn't work because you didn't believe in each other. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I will say, <laughs> I am dying. In anticipation for the legend, what is it? The Legend of the White Dragon, the final Power Rangers movie that Tom, that uh, Jason David Frank did. I am uh. dying to see that. So that is the that is an exception, um, and so is Ghostbusters. But other than that, yes, stop remaking shit from my childhood. I don't need you to remake Powerpuff Girls because it isn't going to be as good. I don't need you to remake fucking Curse Cowardly Dog because it isn't going to be as good. Stop remaking my childhood. Just leave leave the old stuff alone. Create something new. Give new writers something to make, to inspire the next generation. Don't keep rehashing stuff that already succeeded. Find the next big thing. I don't care if it costs you some money. You have to do it because otherwise you're just recycling garbage and they're going to flop. Like 90% of them have. 90% of the remakes have bombed. Because why? We've already seen it. We want something new. Stop remaking shit. Yeah. This, is, this is an argument I've had many, many times. They are just riding on our nostalgic factor, you know? That is the problem now. Everything that they are making now is Absolutely. playing on our nostalgic factor, yeah. Absolutely, but there's only so much nostalgia money out there. Especially when it comes to a show where I have to dedicate multiple hours. I'm not 10 anymore. I don't have unlimited free time to watch every new episode of Rugrats that comes out. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. Like I don't think I watched a single episode of the remade Rugrats with the computer animation garbage. Oh. Oh, um, just no, just no. Okay, so mm -hmm. make something new. Gives kids today something new that they can latch onto and reminisce about when they're my age. Give give new writers a chance to make something new. Stop remaking the old shit. Yeah, we yeah. will show the kids the, the old third... stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll show them the old stuff, man. I'm showing my kids old, old anime and cartoons all the time. Yeah. All right, number 13. Newer anime rarely experiments with sci-fi. Uh, let me read their caption because I don't know how if I agree with this one. In the 80s and 90s, anime loved working with science fiction, whether it was mecha anime series like Macross or cyberpunk like Akira or Bubblegum Crisis. Anime was a significant contributor to speculative fiction. I really don't like that, that name for sci-fi, speculative fiction. I don't like it for some reason. In the early 2000s, however, that all slowly started coming to an end. These days, science fiction series are rare, and fans continue to check out nothing but fantasy anime and battle shonen. The result is an industry that feels less creative and more like everything has been seen before. Um, not really. I agree with this, and I don't. Well, yeah. I agree with it, and I don't. Because we still get series like Gundam, but I don't think I've ever felt 
a sci-fi show that was like really, really new and exciting and creative that I really latched onto, like I did back in the day with like Matt Cross Wars. Um, I mean, we are lacking so sci-fi stuff because because of of the last point that we we said, um, they are just trying to grab easy money, you know. They just want to grab the right, the low-hanging like, fruit. You you're right, and I I definitely I definitely would have to agree, but I do think that it has a point, but it also doesn't have a point because it's not like they're not making them; they're just not hitting really big. Because like we had that last one from the first flashes, what was it? Um, something in AI. Uh, eighty uh, six. No. No 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 no, no not eighty six. It was something in AI. It was during the first flash. Oh, something the in gene, AI. Gene of AI. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Gene of AI, that's it. Yeah. Eh, it was a little boring. It was boring for me. It was it was less sci-fi, like less sci-fi and more philosophical for me. Yeah, philosophical, yeah. Which is why I think I didn't enjoy it. It was definitely more still, philosophical. That's an element of AI, or like the future, the dystopian future in there. So, yeah, I, I dig that. It's very, really original. We only reviewed the first episode, so we cannot say much about it yeah, i mean it, but could, still. it could become an amazing show and just don't see yeah. it but mm. uh but hell okay just looking at last season or this this current season i suppose summer 2023 um for sci-fi we've got doo, 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 doo. so we had gene of ai which uh, we already said um whatever i saw oh, uh, standby no uh sensuality noir that one is sci-fi uh yeah, so for the new ones, it was only two this season. The rest were all fantasy, slice of life. Um, isekai and stuff, yeah. I, yeah, isekai. I, mean, I, count, I count isekai typically as fantasy, but yeah, isekai. Isekai, romance. I don't know, I, would you count Liar Liar sci-fi? Yeah. No, Liar Liar is not so, sci-fi. I don't know, there was some sci-fi elements to it. There was the tech. And that's also the yeah. other thing is how do you find sci-fi with anime? Because it's it, if it's not just the tech they're using, then it has to revolve around some aspect that defines sci-fi, which I think makes I mean, it harder to put sci-fi in anime. Do you consider Yu-Gi-Oh a sci-fi? Um, which Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> if we're talking, that's see, that's the thing. If we're talking original <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, no. If we're talking about Seven uh, B, maybe. Because original Yu-Gi-Oh leaned way hard into the Egyptian fantasy uh, aspect, while Seven D, which I didn't watch a whole lot of, but leaned a lot harder into that dystopian sci-fi future. So Seven D or Five D? Uh... I don't know. It's one of the two. Yeah, I, I didn't watch much of it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I think there's, I, I, I would have to agree, there needs to be more sci-fi and anime, but it's also about what are people reading and what are people watching? Because I'm sure there's sci-fi manga being made, but if no one's buying it or supporting it, they're not going to make it into a show. Yeah, I guess. Number 12. I absolutely agree with this one. Shows don't plan for their endings. <laughs> One of the more frustrating parts about watching anime shows now is never knowing whether the show is going to get an ending or not. 
So he's always right. catch up to the manga, which is what filler existed for. Fans got filler <laughs> to let the manga get ahead of the anime. When anime began adapting to more light novels, studios went in a different direction. Rather than ending stories, they adapted a single season and cut things off afterwards. These first seasons left served as advertising for the real product, the light novel. Many anime were left without a true ending, making it difficult to get attached to newer series. Absolutely. Stop <laughs> making anime before the show is done. Okay? Uh, I'm not so gonna sick happen, of man. this. My prime example, the, the prime example for me and the one I will rage against all fucking day, all day, <laughs> every day, until I die, is Gate <laughs> and the Defense Force fought. You made a fucking banger banger of an anime and you just cut it off at season one you're just like no that was good enough no i Fuck i you, think sir. you know that 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 is like a propaganda no like japanese hard. propaganda to recruit young people no, no, no. to join military. i understand it's i understand it's japanese propaganda to join the military i fully understand that but if you're yes. going to enter the realm of of, of media and you're going to make a product that has a potential season two you better make season two sir i don't care okay here's my problem you could have easily made it so that it was a single contained single season that had an ending by making it into a season that had a completely open ending and room for season two it, the fact that they were still in the other world and influencing things and marrying royalty you made it so that it had a continuing story. Don't do that. You could have said gonna happen anytime we fought soon, a dragon. Uh... No, you said we could, you could have said we fought a dragon. Dude married a chick. He had to stay there. The gate closed behind us. We always think, will that gate ever open again? And you had an ending <laughs> right there. That's the end. No, you want to sit here and be a dick about it. Uh... It's entirely too much. You know where to end, man. I have a feeling though, this whole list is just uh... gonna be pissed off, man. <laughs> this whole list is just gonna piss me off. I feel. Uh, <laughs> I was not trying to be this ranty today. Nah, you gotta give me this bullshit ass list. Yeah. Number eleven. <laughs> All right, number eleven. Isekai subgenres have become genres themselves. Isekai yes. prevalence in the anime world is something most gotten used to after all whether people love the genre or not everyone can find a series in it that they enjoy a little over time the genre continued to expand to where even the subgenres are starting to feel like genres there's the reverse isekai which i think technically should be its own subgenre because you're instead of going to a fantasy realm you have the fantasy realm coming into the real world i think that's justifiable um the series reincarnated as an object or monster series uh, i'm fine with that just being straight isekai not its own genre and even the reincarnated as a villainess of a visual novel that's just isekai it's not something different stop that <laughs> um, these ideas grow less creative with each new series introduced and drag down isekai anime with them okay you cannot say that these shows are dragging down isekai when we have so many shit isekai to begin with yeah. okay isekai yeah. as a genre if we're to, uh, if we look at this like like a stick on water. So if we take a pole and put it in water and it stands up vertically, the 50 line mark is half above water, half below water. The more isekai that gets made, the closer we get to submerging under that water and making isekai just a shit genre. The amount of isekai they pump out every year brings that stick closer and closer to sinking into the water, okay? The subgenre thing is not making a dent in this. It's purely the garbage ones that they put out every season. 
I mean, so it I don't used to be like it used to be like the second genre is you are stuck in that world and you are trying to find a way home. But nowadays they're right. just making no, like no. this. These people die, go to the world, and it's exactly like like a fantasy anime. But you just put someone die by a truck or something, right in the middle, yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, okay, truck coon, truck coon is real, bro. Truck coon is real. You better put some respect <laughs> on this name. <laughs> <laughs> the whole concept of Isekai is purely I was transported to another world. That is the mm-hmm. only rule for the genre of Isekai. How you yep. get transported doesn't matter. What you transport into doesn't matter. What's your what role you take once you're there doesn't matter. Just the fact that you were transported to another world, that's what makes it an Isekai. So it doesn't really matter the fact that they died and went to an, went to another world or that they they were summoned by God or anything else like that. It's just <laughs> the fact that they're in another world that makes it an isekai. The rest doesn't matter. And then when we're talking yeah. about this subgenre crap. I think yeah, there might be. I think reverse isekai deserve it should be its own genre because you're no longer going into the fantasy. You're bringing the fantasy to you. Um, I'm, monster no, and objects, really. villainous, no. No, I no, I think I think it I think it should because it depends on and also depends on how it's done. So if we're talking about Devils of Part Timer, which is like the prime example for reverse isekai, not yeah. as much because they're still they're trying to bring the fantasy elements into this world. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're talking about something where it's purely about this world, we spend no time in the other world, then I think a reverse isekai is warranted. I think that title is warranted. Um, there's a webcomic I'm reading, um, the Warriors Return, I think it is, um, where we know, like, we know dude went to this world. We know, like, he was in that world. He fought a demon lord, and he came back. But the whole story takes place here. And it's all about him and his psychotic revenge at the world that shunned him. That's it. The old world does not matter to this story. So in that case, the term reverse isekai as, a sub, as its own genre would make sense. But... Devil's a part-timer spends too much time like, oh, we're introducing this character from the old world and this one and this one. No, too much. Too much. So <laughs> reverse isekai, yes, should be its own thing, um, but not the others. The rest are just kind of parts yeah, of the story like, elements. I don't think they really make it's sense. It's kind of like harem and reverse harem is not together, I guess. See, I disagree with that one. There you go. Harem <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Because what's the difference between a ha- right, what is a harem? What is a harem? Um, a guy with a bunch of girls. And reverse harem is a girl with a bunch of guys. That's it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna withdraw my objection. I'm going to withdraw my objection because All the right. definition for a harem does specifically reference female. So mm. I would have to concede that point. <laughs> Only because the, the definition of the word harem is female. So if it wasn't, if that definition was not female, then I would say reverse harem is stupid. Because you have both the exact same situation, just the main character is male or female. But because of the fact that harem, as defined by the dictionary, is mm-hmm. female, a fem- it's a group of females, a collection of women, that I would have to say, yes, reverse harem would have to be its own subgenre. I withdraw my objection. So I admit I'm wrong. I can do that. (laughs) 
I, I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm an adult. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Number 10. <laughs> Fuck you, sir. Number 10. It's bullshit. Bullshit, sir. 100%. <laughs> Number 10. There's too much fan service. There's no such thing. Well, no, there is such a thing, but not in, not in most of us. Uh, older shows like Fairytale and Naruto are known for having a fair bit of fan service while rarely being necessary to plot. Fan service is a relatively easy way to increase an anime's fan base. However, it can go too far, to the point where it makes the series feel awkward and uncomfortable. Quite a few newer anime like Love Tyrant are examples that include excessive fan service for no reason. These series try to go, go too far in trying to boost viewers, and instead they lose their audience. Many new anime would be just as good without the fan service, allowing them to attract a younger and larger audience. So here's my issue with this. Um, you have to think about the fact that maybe a younger audience is not their goal. Um, yep. You have to think about that, and that is that, that is the crux of it. A younger audience is not always the goal. Um, and there are topics that, can, that are discussed in anime that don't need to be shared with a younger audience. It depends on what the creator and the writers are trying to do. You don't always have to pander to a younger audience to try to be like, you know what? Well, we've got 18 to 35. Why not go and why not try to go 12 to 35? Why? If the story doesn't appeal to a 12 year old, taking out fan service is not going to make it a 12 to 35 show. It's still going to be an 18 to 35 show without fan service so i do agree that pointless fan service is annoying if it's for a joke um if it's for like an actual part of the story i'm down if it's just there for no reason then yeah it can be stupid i'm looking at you fire force um (laughs) but it all depends it all depends on the show it is not a new issue this has happened like since the 90s you know there's a there's an anime that, that uh, has too much um unnecessary fan service back in the nineties. Not as well. much though. Not not nearly as much. Like yeah, being an old back head then, on this, like they are hand drawing. Um, but nowadays they are all generated by computers pretty easily. Actually, I, I take it I take it back. I take it back. No, I take it back. There was like so looking at like the Godfather of Harem anime, Tenchi Muyo. There was yeah, a fair number of like bath scenes and like Ryoko jumping out the pool and her boobs mm-hmm. just out just out jiggling, but there were no that was all they they didn't give her nipples most of the time. That was weird. Yeah, just just look yeah, at Sailor Moon. No, it's still stuff. a fair amount. It is also a fan service. Mm-hmm. Wait, what fan service? I don't remember too much fan service Sailor Moon, and we just watched Um so we just rewatched that joint. That is the reason why in the Western they censored so much of Sailor Moon because they are count as a no no it's not no they censored no no they censored so much in the western version because the censors in america are stupid (laughs) dead ass like we censored episodes of pokemon because of some bullshit like don't get me wrong there's some things where it's like eh, that's a little sketchy but no there's a lot of shit where it's just like no you were just dumb for that like who go back no stay off of tv go back to bible study we don't need we don't need you interfering with my show just stop it. So, no, I think it's definitely a, that was a whole different kind of stupidity thing. Um, but as far as what we're discussing, yeah, you, you, there was a fair amount of fan service. I don't remember any in Salem with that. Um, right. Not that really needed censoring. Number nine. And it's the right damn picture for it, sir. It is the right picture for it, too. <laughs> Number nine, many drag on unnecessarily. 
And the picture they used is Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. Absolutely. If they don't get done with this season four, final season, second half, fucking part A, section B, subsection B bullshit, and get on with finishing this show. Oh my God, I'm so tired of this. Stop dragging shows on unnecessarily. This is worse than The Hobbit. When they remade The Hobbit, they did not need to make it three movies. They did it because it was a cash grab. Stop doing this shit, especially with anime. Well, you know we gotta wait forever to see this. I I was so pissed off when they announced the final season of Attack on Titan. I'm like, I need to rewatch everything I've seen because I only saw up season one and like the first like three episodes of season two. Rewatch all of that. We watch all the season two, all the season three, and it'd be like, I'm ready for season four, and I watched season four, and it just stopped. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, it'll be out in two seasons. Two seasons later. Oh. The rest will be out next year. Why? Why, sir? Stop it. <laughs> I mean, no fucking sense. Not just you, man. The whole community made the mistake of watching the final season as well. So, yeah. It is a shared mistake. <laughs> it's not a mistake for us. It's a mistake for the maker. Okay, and I will, I will, I will argue that. So one of the, one of the, uh, uh, examples they give in their in the article is My Hero Academia. I don't have a problem with My Hero Academia doing this because My Hero is still finishing their full story. My yeah. Hero never said final season, last season, <laughs> none of that. They just said, "Here's the season we have. We'll see you next time." That's it. I'm fine with that. You're telling your yep. story. You have not given me an ending. The only time I've been this mad. Like as when I was talking about Attack on Titan Mad was when I was reading a book series called Aragon. And from book one, who said the trilogy, the trilogy, the trilogy, book one, the trilogy, book two, the trilogy, book three. Uh, we gotta talk for a minute. Fuck you mean we gotta talk for a minute. <laughs> There's too much to tell, so I got another book coming out. So we're just gonna call it the inheritance cycle now. Motherfucker, what? <laughs> I was all set to wrap this up, and now you wanna put you wanna extend it by another year. Oh, oh, I was hot. I was hot for a minute there. So stop doing this. Everybody, stop it. Okay? It's stupid. Don't call it the finale until you're ready for the finale. Don't put a time on it. Just let just release the show and we won't bitch and complain when you fucking delay it by another fucking three seasons. Okay? Okay. All right. Number eight. You're just having a good old time listening to me fucking rant about this shit, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to You're suffer with that. I'm going to suffer with that, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, number eight. Many seem to have similar animation styles. This is very true. Uh, so their article states, Love uh, love of Kill, Love Tyrant, and Spike's Family are a few modern anime that are that have brighter art styles. Their color schemes contrast significantly with those of older anime like Naruto and the older One Piece episodes. Even bright midday scenes in Naruto aren't as visually light Typically, uh, as typical scenes in Miss Kobayashi Maid Dragon or that time I got reincarnated as a slime. In the case of Maid Dragon and that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the brighter art style is intentional to add the anime slice of life feel. In anime like Love of Kill, a brighter art style has no place. Love of Kill focuses on a professional assassin who is being harassed by her worst enemy. The anime depicts bloody fighting scenes and dark backstories, so it makes less sense for its colors to look as bright as they do. Um... That I will complain dumb. yesterday about the, that the... So the description they put here is, is dumb, saying that, well, 
it's about it's about dark assassins. Why are they like? Why is it all light and bright outside? Assassins don't just work at night. Okay, this is not the 1980s action movies. Okay, yeah. Modern day films and stuff show assassins working in the daylight. Um, I will agree that the art styles are getting too similar to one another. Um, I don't think the examples here work. Uh, Slime and Maydragon look nothing alike. Nothing alike. Other than the lighting effects they use, they look nothing alike. So I think me, the description and the example they use is terrible, but I think the, the point stands. I mean, for me, I don't mind if they, they are pretty much similar to each other. If it is good, then yeah, why not, right? Um, the problem with modern anime that I have is that um, many of the uh, anime characters nowadays are pretty much too similar to each other from like different series and whatnot. They have become like no, no, indistinguishable different series in the same now. series. No, in the same series. You know how many shows where I've lost track of who the hell is talking because they look the same? Yeah, that too. I mean, yeah. It becomes like a problem, you know? Back then, it is easily recognizable. Any characters that you play or whatnot, right? But now... I would just... Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to challenge you with something. I want to challenge you with something. Okay, okay, is it okay. that the characters were drawn? So we're going to take... We're, are we going to exclude costumes for this? Mm-hmm. Are we, we're going to... I want to exclude costumes for this because... That can change a whole lot depending on the theme of the show. We're going to talk about purely the character's body design, face, uh-huh. and hair. Is it that the characters today are too similar? Or is it that the characters back then were easier to distinguish because they used rainbow hair effects? Oh. Anime back in the day, everyone had purple, pink, blue, green, red, yellow, black, every color hair under the sun. Anime today has veered away from that in favor of natural hair colors. Blondes, blacks, browns, and reds. Yeah, that, that could be a factor as well. I mean, ju- just look at like um, because... Sable from Fate series and uh, Violet Evergarden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are pretty yeah. much similar. <laughs> They're very similar. But, like, if yeah. you, but if you look at, like, remember old school anime characters, if you took, so like we took the Sailor Scouts, we lined them all up, right? We brought them, yeah. we made, so all their heights are the same. We took away their costumes. We took away the hair and we took away the eye color. All the faces are the same. Yeah, I mean, that is the, the base, the base of the drawing, I guess. But they make right, it. Right, but that's not just. Different not colors just and different heights. Not, yeah. Right, but it's that's not just the color. Like, it's not just, uh, it's not just Sailor Moon that had that, that did that. It was across all of anime and manga. The character designs were so similar that it was really hard to tell them apart. So in order to tell them apart, other than things like height and stuff, you would differentiate mm-hmm. via crazy hair colors. And when yeah. they started going to more modern techniques and styles of drawing, they went to natural hair colors, which leads us back to characters looking more similar than they should. Because we're not doing the crazy hair colors anymore. Other than like a few standouts like Rem and Ram, um, and uh, da, 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 crap, I just had it in my head. Uh, yeah, I can't remember it. Um, other than like fantasy shows, if it's set in the real world, the characters have natural hair. They have natural hair colors. I think that's playing a huge role in it. 
Yeah, that as well. I mean, the costume really helps to distinguish um, these people. Um, but when you cosplay yeah. these characters and you don't wear their costume, it becomes a problem, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and, but a lot of these and a lot of these shows that they're listing. So we've got um, other than Maid Dragon and Slime, uh, Love of Kill, which I assume is a picture they use. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Love of Kill, Love Tyrant and Spy Family. Those are all set in the real world. So yeah. their clothes are going to be a bit more standard to the world that we live in now. So it's going to mm. be hard to really make yourself stand out as a unique character wearing clothes that exist in this world that yeah. aren't stylized to an anime. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it's the fact that these are all shows set in, like, for lack of a better term, the real world. Um, and the characters all have natural hair color and their clothes are more based in the real world. So I yep. I I agree with this. I do, but I think there's a number of factors that have changed in anime, like getting rid of wild hair colors in uh, realistic anime, and then going with simpler uh, simpler costume designs to fit in the real world that have contributed to this problem. Yeah, if it involves like a slice of life or drama anime, or oh, that is even harder to spot, man, because. All of them oh, are yeah. the same. Oh, that is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to number seven. Character relationships are more predictable. Uh, many newer uh... anime characters like your Lion Eagle, Kaori and Kosei, Orenchi no Furo, Jijo, Wakasa, and Tatsumi, and my just with darlings Maren and Wakana have relationships that play into pre existing cliches. The borderline romantic relationship between the social blonde and the reserved black-haired character is an overused cliche that existed for decades. Devilman Crybaby's Ryo and Akira are modern characters inspired by a cliche that started with Naruto and Sasuke in the anime Naruto, while Ryo and Akira were close friends in the original series and manga. They had a much stronger bond in the remake. Devilman Crybaby. Oh, the remake Devilman Crybaby. It's not on my screen. Maybe think it's appeared there. Uh, the change in their relationship could have been inspired by the cliche started by Naruto and Sasuke. Um, mm, okay. Really. Here, okay. This is this is this is this is a dumb argument to make, and I'll, I'll explain. Yeah. Right. The whole concept of the relationships are too predictable is kind of the definition of storytelling. It's like when people say, well, Harry Potter is just Star Wars with sucky lightsabers. And it's like, you realize that all those stories about the lone child with no parents going on a journey to save the world because he's the chosen one. It's just the hero's tale, which has been told for like a thousand years. So, yes, it's a cliche. This kind of thing is also the same kind of cliche. The whole best friends who are now rivals and the romantic relationships, none of that shit is new. None of it's new. Like, you would be hard-pressed to show me an anime with a relationship aspect that is new to this world. I think the newest one I saw was fucking Banana Fish, and I'm sure that's probably an alteration of something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this shit is not new. You can't make this new. It is what it is. It existed before this whole medium. So we're not really going to get a unique take on a relationship between characters. Yeah, uh, I mean, the best that they can do is make a, some some kind of plot twist in between there to make it more spicy i guess other than that it is just the same old thing over and over again that is how we do the media movies video games or whatnot you know 
and enemy. Yeah. It's not. Um, yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's say numbers. Uh, this is fifteen of them, right? Mm-hmm. So this this we've been going for a minute on this, right? Yes. I'm thinking we're gonna save this and finish this in our next episode. You want to save these? Because I, do... I think we're gonna save the second half for the next for our next episode. Because wow. I know there's gonna be more for us to say. There's gonna <laughs> be right, a lot more right. for us to say in this shit. So okay. Let's let's save this. This is actually a decent article. So let let's save the second half of this for the uh, our next show, and then we'll uh, mm. we'll we're gonna dive into the actual uh, bread and butter for today. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into our main topic of the day, and that we've had a rousing discussion <laughs> on this article. Rousing. Um, before we do that, though, we do not a rousing, a rousing <laughs> discussion. Two words. <laughs> Don't be dirty. Um, before we dive into that, we do have to continue on with one of our traditions that we've been doing since before we started broadcasting this podcast, I believe. Uh, every time we watch Demon Slayer, Lamoth eats a bowl of ghost pepper ramen. Um, Why? <laughs> he's a masochist. So, no, no, I'm, I'm not, not eating that shit. Apparently he is, uh, as a challenge. And you refuse you, you are, No, 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 no. Damn, Skippy, I refuse to because I'm not a masochist. And you are absolutely <laughs> a masochist. You're, like, you often talk way too often about getting stepped on by characters, okay? You, yeah, no. We know who you it's are. It's far different thing, man. <laughs> it's pleasure. Um, this is suffering. <laughs> it's that's still part things. of masochism. <laughs> that's, that, that's all part of masochism, sir. You receive pain in turn for pleasure. Um, <laughs> sorry, you derive pleasure from pain. So, yeah. Take that as what you will. Um, so, Mus is going to be eating ghost pepper ramen while we do this. So, he's going he's gonna to be uh, suffering a little bit. So, if you hear a lot of, like, breathing and a lot of uh it's the, don't be alarmed he, he's punishing himself with ghost pepper ramen oh, um no. so let's go ahead and dive into the show uh mm. synopsis for this is going to come from uh synopsis is going to come from miamilist.net for this one uh for centuries the demon slayer Corps has secretly kept the location of swordsmith village a secret as the village of the great of the greatest forgers, it provides demon slayers with the finest weapons, which allow them to fight night-crawling fiends and ensure the safety of humans. After his sword was chipped and deemed useless, Tanjiro Kamado, along with his precious little sister Nezuko, is escorted to the village to receive a new one. Meanwhile, the death of an upper-ranked demon disturbs the idle order in the demon world. As Tanjiro becomes acquainted with Mist Hashira Muichiro Tokito and Love Hashira Mitsuri Kanroji, Barosha's power creeps from the shadows and to threaten and shatter the Demon Slayer's greatest line of defense. So that is the synopsis for Demon Slayer, the Sword Village arc from MindedMillist.net. Mamat, let's hit it with scores and slogans. What you got? Yeah, before I die, um, let me <laughs> tell my slogan first. Um, what is my slogan again? Why? You're so worried about the damn ghost pepper ramen. You yes. forgot your slogan. Yes, man. <laughs> um, it you it becomes yourself, too too redundant now. The battle is too long. Seven out of ten. It's too redundant now. Okay. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. So my slogan is 
do the parts really make a whole? Uh, and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Um, okay. Oh, I'm giving it a six. Uh, all right, let's 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 get into this. Mm. First bite, huh? Yes. Oh, it starts shaking, man. Yeah, I'm burning. All right, all right. Let's let's get into this. So mm. we both. So we, you scored it a seven, right? Yeah. Okay, I gave it a six. So there's definitely some problems with this season. Uh, I want to explain my slogan. So my right. slogan was, do the parts really make a whole? The, mm-hmm. the problem I was feeling with this season and the combination now with last season and the ones before, the way they're doing these these seasons, I almost don't feel like it's progressing the story in a weird way. Like, yes, I know what happens in the show is moving the story forward, but it's almost like it's kind of like watching um, it's kind of like watching uh, a My Hero movie versus watching the season itself. I feel like I'm watching the movies and I feel like there's stuff in between that is missing. So it's like I'm not really watching the season. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels really disjointed um, the way the story is going. And I don't um, like um, do you mean that um, the way it progresses is just like very smooth and they are leaving some kind of like important parts in there like how he recovers right like he is in coma like for two months and stuff and then he suddenly like recovered fully and then just went to the sword village and continue with the journey and battle and stuff (sighs) right it's like everything that happened before the sword village was like the show and everything Mm. after the sword village was a movie and like also the fact that Everything's moving too quick. So, like, you had no shift at all whatsoever for 100 years with the upper ranks. Then, y'all kill one upper rank. Three months later, and only because Tanjiro was unconscious, two months later, you kill two upper ranks. Like, it's moving too quick. There's only six of these fools. And it, and it seems like the, the upper rank is getting, like, not much, not much um, um, stronger than they looks, I guess. Um, it it no, is a it challenge to battle them. It doesn't seem like they're getting stronger. But it's like, all, it's, and that's the thing though, it's not even like they're, like, it's not even like it's a skill issue. It's mm-hmm. not even like it's a skill issue to kill an upper rank. It's a trick issue. Once you figure yeah. out their trick, then they're easy to kill. Yes. Like, at first... You had the twins, not even twins, the brother sister, where you had to kill them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, with this one, you had the emotion demon where you had find separate body, the little body, kill it, and then all the rest disappear. You just have to keep keep those off your back and then get it and kill it. And then I can't remember what the water one was. What was the water? The jar one. Well, the one is in the vest. In the vest. Right, right. But I can't remember why. I can't remember why. Because... It just kept moving from base to base. I don't remember what the trick was for that one. Um, um the Akira using really the, the mist kill and just yeah, just smash the, the whole vest, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was, but it, it just seems like you just have to figure out their trick and they get infinitely easier to kill. Mm. I'm playing with that. 
Um, yes, and also I think it's become like like a plot armor. Um, they they are using like a plot armor device in in here because Tanjiro can only kill that I guess red demon um with with the new sword. And yeah, I mean we we see it coming from far away, but just because of that sword. And also, do you notice that Tanjiro never uses um his water technique anymore? It's always the, the sun breathing. He doesn't. Now. And the fact that he was right, the, the fact he was using sun breathing so much, but it didn't hurt him this time, yes. it's really confusing. Because I don't remember if there was any explanation as to why it didn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe I missed it. Maybe there was in the dialogue somewhere and I just missed it. But I don't remember them explaining why he can use sun breathing without issue now. Um. I mean, from my understanding, he's supposed to um, learn the, the sun breathing from someone, right? But from the looks of it, yeah, he was supposed to learn he, it from someone. He learns it himself by memory of his father or something, and it doesn't hurt him. Like genetic memory. More, yeah. And man, that's just why it it's becomes too too easy now. And what's the point of? Um, learning the the water technique from the beginning, then you know he never uses well, it once anymore. I don't have a problem with learning the water technique. Like it'll probably be it'll probably become useful later on. We'll help combine the two techniques or some shit like that. But it's really just the fact of um, the fact he's using fire sun breathing with no issues, and it's just getting too easy to defeat the to defeat the upper ranks. I don't understand it. Yep. Because this was what? And this was number five and number four? Uh, yeah. Yeah, this was five yeah. and four. Mm-hmm. So you would think it would become harder as he went on, but no, it's becoming easier. And how is he not a Hashira yet? I mean, don't don't get us wrong. It, it is harder because of, of the tricks. But when you figure it out, it, it is so easy, right? Unlike... um. Rengoku, the, the fire Ashira who's battling like over his life to defeat the, this number three. Akaza is number three, right? I don't remember. Number three. Yeah, that number three. that one that one is so strong and oh it is super hard to battle. And yes, that is the true, I guess, demon power. Unlike the, the rest of the upper ranks, it's just like Playing tricks on you and playing hard to, to die, I guess. Oh, wow. Just, I don't know. It's, it just seems really weird that you would make it so that it's super easy to destroy, like, ranks. Like, it was super hard to destroy rank six. But then it gets really easy to strength, destroy rank five and four. And then we're going to mm-hmm. go back to being super hard for rank three, two, and one. Yeah, from the looks of it, it, it will become harder and harder. But since Tanjiro got the 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 sword now, and somehow um his sister is now immune to the sun, for some reason, um, <laughs> which is another really weird thing. Yes, like it's um, not the first time she was exposed to sunlight. No, no, it, it is not. <laughs> How you holding up that ghost pepper ramen? Do you seem like oh, you're struggling? Yes, I am. 
I'm halfway through and uh, I'm halfway dying. <coughs> oh man. Well, this is for, for you guys, you know, this is for the content. <laughs> it's for the content. I'd be very surprised if most of the people even remember the last time you had to do the ghost pepper ramen challenge. Most of us does. Um, um. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, you are supposed to drive. You're still alive. Man. I'm. <laughs> I was. You were supposed to answer a question, bro. What is the question again? I don't remember now. <laughs> all right, all right. So, were there so were there any good parts to the show? Did you feel there were any good parts with the show? Um, at least they maintained the battle um choreography and animation of it. But I think it is prolonged too much. Um, like two thirds of the show is this one giant battle, in my opinion. And I don't right. think that we no, need you're absolutely to right. see I think that. that. No, I think they definitely could have shortened it down. I don't think it needed to be quite so long um, for that one fight scene. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, I don't know, I think that it definitely could have been shorter. And I wish there was more story development before the fight. Like, And I think that's my problem when I, where I'm saying it's, it's feeling really disjointed is because the fight is like the movie and then the rest of it, the, everything outside of the fight is the show. And I don't think there's enough show in comparison to the fight. So if they, I don't think there's a single anime where we had to sit through like six episodes of just like one fight between a demon and like three swordsmen. So I definitely I mean... think they, they need to fix that ratio. I mean, we have like the Dragon Ball fights where, like, for for five or six episodes, they are just renting to each other. Like, there's yeah, like only Dragon one minute Ball, left. Dragon Ball does it very differently. What mm. <laughs> Dragon Ball <laughs> does it very differently though, because mm. Dragon Ball, the way they did it was they would stop the fight in the middle, and they would go to some unrelated shit that was nothing but story. So, like, if we look at the Namek saga, Goku is fighting Frieza. We pan away, and uh, Piccolo is rolling around with Krillin and Gohan and trying to find uh, Dende with the Dragon Balls and shit. So there's stuff going on that's that's telling story of what's going on around them and pushing the story forward while the fight is going on. So you're still getting story and fight at the same time. With, with Demon Slayer, we get story and then just and fight. Fight, yes. Um I mean, they they try once to get, um, once you hit that fight, it's just fighting. I mean, they try to slide like like a background story of the Hashira or whatnot in there somewhere in between there. Um, they try, but it's not it's 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 background story. It's not progressive story. Yes, agreed. Um, it just to it, it's not the moving. It's not guess. moving the overall narrative forward. Mm. Essentially, yeah, they're they're just introducing a character. It's not pushing the narrative forward and i think that's kind of the problem for me is i want the story to move forward not find out background info on another character that you just introduced um five seconds ago i i, I guess from from this point forward the the plot of, of the story will become very simple 
and they will just focus on the battle itself and they will prolong it more and more. That is the that theme will of the show. Be worse. <laughs> yeah. That and will be worse though. From what I heard, the, the next arc they will release it in three movies. Yeah. What? That is how they are going to That needs to, make to be added movie. to that list. Stop releasing stop releasing fucking movies in place of the show. I'm so sick of that. I mean, they they will split the movies and turn it into the series. They will split the movies and make it. Then why are you making it? Why? I mean, it happened once. I mean, the only time time that it's ever made sense. There's only once that it's ever made sense to to make a movie and then turn it into a show. And for me, that was Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods because it was a theatrical release. And then they wanted to make the full show of Dragon Ball Super, so like, okay, we'll add this first part in for people who missed it, and we'll keep it pushing. That made sense. You are doing it ass backwards. I mean, did you notice that um, the first half or the first episode, it's a movie that they release to the audience before they release the show? No, I did. No, I did not. So, how they make a movie out of this is uh, they took like the last two episodes of the last season. And combine it with the first half of the episode one and make it into a movie. That's why, if you notice, um, there's a slight different in quality um, in that shows, in that episode. I did. I just didn't know what to chalk that up to. Yeah, that that was a movie. <laughs> they need to stop doing that. But they, they are not going to stop. Like I said, they are pretty much announcing that they are releasing like three Potter movies to continue the show. Um, Demon Slayer now it has become like like a money grabbing device. <laughs> you know? Oh, of course. I mean, I expect that with anime. I expect it to be a money grabbing device. I just expect you to do it properly. No. Instead of um, uh, wasting resources of making like proper series, they are just splitting the resources that they have um, already um, used to make a movies and just release it as a movie, uh, series now. That is more profitable, I guess. I mean, the more and more we watch Demon Slayer, it has become so redundant and it has become like we are watching like a fight, not really like a storytelling now, right? Right. You only watch like a cool sword battle and n- not really much out of it. I mean, there is like um, Nezuko is starting to become immune for some reason. I mean, that is one way to progress the story, I guess. Um, other than that, um, not really. There's not much plot, like you said, I mean, um, in there. there. There's not much narrative um, in there. Um, yeah, the narration is just... I mean, we got we got the we got the the final we finally learned the motivation for Muzan, which was yeah nice. we got the um, finally the backstory that of was Muzan. Nice. Finally, we now know why. It just Muzan. happens to be, of course, that what he needs is Nezuko. Yeah, I mean, he is the one to blame. He he killed the doctor before he realized that the, the medicine right. works. So <laughs> that is on. Him. Um, so, 
other than that, um, yeah, just just a cool battle with less narration and less progression of the story. Yeah. Um, not much else to say about the show. Um, other than the the two Hashira, the one with the fan service, um, the jiggling boobs for some reason, uh, and the one with the um emotionless face, I guess. Because of amnesia. Oh yeah, the best Hashira. Mm. All right. So, um, any favorite moment in the show, man? Have any favorite scene at all? Any memorable one at least? Uh, I mean, other than the obvious like fight scenes and like the cool animations they used in that, not particularly. There wasn't really anything that really grabbed my attention like super hard. Um. I wasn't I actually no when Nezuko when he when Nezuko kicked him away and he took off running when he hit the ground that that one did get me so I was like he really gonna sacrifice Nezuko to save everybody else he finally growing up but that sucks and then two minutes later they ruined the whole thing <clears throat> yeah yes <laughs> um for me uh, I love the backstory of Tokito uh, the Miss Ashira it was pretty tragic but it is so impactful though um i love the whole backstory even though it is super short but damn man um tokito is just like um tanjiro in a way um he is the the sole survivor of, of the whole family and he's trying to i guess um finalize um his brother's dream or something and yeah man that is damn good I love the backstory of Tokito. Um, other than that, it's just um, okay. The the typical Demon Slayer stuff. Now, we have seen it all. Um, I guess. Um, oh my, it's burning. I, I'm pretty much breathing fire. <laughs> you um, seem like you were holding it together for a minute there. Were you just, were you just between bites? I have to because you don't drive the show. You don't navigate the the ship, man. <laughs> you have to answer questions, bro. You gotta answer questions. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there was really. Like, were there any characters that you disliked to this season for any re- like for any reason? I don't really think there was enough story for you to dislike somebody. Um, yeah, not really. I mean, of course, the the demon. We all hate the demons. Um, but. For what reason that we need to hit this demon other than they, they are the enemies, right? There, there are no um, is it remorse or not redemption. Like there's something lacking to for for us to hit the demon really deeply now, you know. Other than they are being a demon and they are being a offering and they need to um, kill Tanjiro. That's it. There's no deeper meaning in hating the demon, so I cannot hate the demon for now. Um, every demon has their own. See, I disagree. I think I think you can absolutely well. hate the demons, just because mm. right they they all have their own backstory, but like they're not sad backstories. They're not. Yes, yes. Like I don't think we didn't get the backstory of the water of the water demon. We got the one of the the emotion demon. Yes. But his backstory is that of a liar. And a murderer who became a demon. So you get no fucking sympathy, die in a hole, bitch. So 
no, fuck that guy. But I don't hate the character because the character didn't really do much. He just fought and died. <laughs> so I don't really think I disliked any characters. There was no characters to really dislike. Um, what about characters that you liked for the season? Um, no one really. Um, maybe Tokito. Once you know the character, Tokito. once they, they explain, is that, the, is that the little sword master? No, no, Tokito is the uh, Miss Hashira. Ah, Miss Hashira. Okay. Once you know about this character, I mean, at first he is being like an a jerk and uh, his soul. But once you know him and um know about his backstory and stuff, um, it's pretty cool. And he starts to rem- remember things now. And yeah, I I think he's going to be like a best friend of um Tanjiro as well. And I, I I love his skill though. The last, the final attack of the miss um, breeding technique oh, is so cool. It is so cool. I love it. Um, how about you, man? Any favorites? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm gonna be the my, the, the typical Opai dragon and go with the uh, the love Hashira. Um, <laughs> I love her sword. I love the fact she's got a ribbon sword. That shit's fucking dope. Um, Man, yeah. <laughs> J- just how 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 can you like um, transport that that sword without being really standing out in the public? <laughs> I mean, not like it's it's a completely impossible sword. I'm just yes. It's just funny to see. It's cool to look at. But yeah, how do you put it in the the shit? Like, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they make fun of it in the uh, comedy bit um, after the credit scene, and yeah. Hope <laughs> uh, we don't uh, see the the backstory of, of that Hashira, right? Wait, the love Hashira. Yes. Yeah, we did. Is there? Yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we yes, yes. He, she was born really strong, uh, very unlike um any other girls right, in, the, in the village. Right, and the right and the unnatural hair color. Yep. Huh? Uh, oh yes, the unnatural hair color. Yes. I I guess that's it, man. Um, in conclusion, um. Demon Slayer is an okay show. I give it a 7 because of, of the battle scene and the animation is still very good. It, it become like like a, a top standard for, for being like a very good animation in anime. That is the standard now. Um, other than that, um, the narration part is very weak. Um, or, or, even though we see the progression of, of the whole thing, but I think it is not deep enough, considering that the last two seasons is very deep um, in the narration part. The third season is just um, mid, I guess. Yeah. How about you, Shannon? What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I have to agree. It felt very disjointed between the story part and the and the between like the fight and the overall story, I, I think the, the ratio's all wrong. Um, 
it just wasn't a very solid one for me this season. Uh, I just wasn't feeling it. So I think they they they're definitely going in the wrong direction with this. And stop knock off that movie shit. It's stupid. <laughs> they are not going to stop. They already another three movie. Uh, what what I'm going to say? That, um, already flying over my head. Oh shit! <laughs> the spice gets on my nerves. Um, so uh, are we going to continue watching Demon Slayer, man? Uh, if they continue this, this, this well. kind of, yeah, if they continue this kind of um progression, I guess, is it worth the um the the watch time? I don't that I don't know. That depends on the person. Then that, that's going to be everybody's own decision to make. Um. This season is isn't that hype, right? People that doesn't hype, didn't hype the 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 whole season three thingy. No, year, right? I didn't. I didn't really hear anyone talking about it. Yeah, and now we know why. It is not solid. It's pretty good, but not quite there. Um, considering that what they have shown us before. So yeah. Um. Yeah. You can watch it if you want it to. Um, it is part of continuing with, with the story. Maybe they will end the story um, in a couple of years. Who knows? But we will see. Um, if we ever decided to ever review this one again, I will suffer myself again and hit the ghost paper ramen again with someone else, I guess, um, next time around. Not just me suffering alone. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to suffer by yourself. Oh shoot! Don't curse me, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that's right, it. Guys, um, I think that's you want me driving up. Mm, uh, yeah. I think that's gonna wrap it up for our review of Demon Slayer season three slash the swords vil- the sword village art. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up like usual, Robox. Uh, I guess I'll start. You start too early, you, man. Um, you start. Oh, I start too early. Um, Yes, you start too early. I want to start too um, early. Because we haven't announced what we are going to watch next next week. You know what? This is why you drive the show, okay? Yes, I know. This is why you <laughs> drive. You don't have to drive even when you're in pain. I don't want to hear no more complaining about me not driving the show. So next week, we are going to be reviewing a shorter show uh, for our part three of Secret September. We're going to be doing another look at the way of the house husband. Uh, and we'll also be finishing off that article from CBR.com. So with that said, now let's end it like normal. Um, if you Even like what you heard here. Fighting demon, I'm going to kick your ass. Hold on, man. If you like what you heard here, please give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a rating on whatever platform that you listen this podcast on. And if you have any comment or suggestion regarding our show or any of our future show, you can always hit us up on the interweb. Where can people find us on the interweb, Shannon? (laughs) Just for the record, y'all all are witnesses to this bullshit. So next time (laughs) you try to make me run the show, I'm going to just point to this fucking video. Uh, you can find us as always on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Shitake Podcast, or shoot us an email at shitakepodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, okay, good. Um, um, with that being said, uh, let me finish the, the noodle and you can continue with what you are going to say. Um, finally. Oh, no, fuck that shit. No, you don't know. You don't interrupt me twice. You get to run this shit. <laughs> you, don't don't salty, twice. Man. you better keep it on. You better keep going. I am suffering right now. Oh, no, I'm salty, peppery, spicy. I love it. I, I'm the one who is suffering and enjoying all, all the umami of that shit. Um, <coughs> yeah, that was a choice, my friend. That was a choice. <coughs> oh, my. All right. Even when fighting before. demons, there's still a chance for Opa. There's still time for Opai. I'm looking at you, Love Hashira. Oh, my. Damn, the jigger is far too big. And why why she's wearing and she why she's uh, dressed like that, man? Why? Okay, just, um, just give your outro so you can stop. Okay, stopping. okay, okay, okay. I know. Um, if you are watching Demon Slayer, um, don't eat um ghost pepper noodle or you will suffer like me. I hope I don't die. <laughs> Please, I will. All right, guys, say it with me now. Shitake. Shitake. Ah, uh, I finished the noodle. So fucking late. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. Yes. Ah, uh, finally. The last fight. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I'm <laughs> I survived.